0: Welcome to Football Hot Boys, a show where two hot seamen talk about football, mandates, ICU shenanigans, and NFT salesmen.
1: Do you remember when we like couldn't even sync, man? All that,
0: Dude, I remember when we were all talking into our soup cans and we were like uh, just like trying to count to five. Yeah, we, and uh, we, first we of had, all, we had,
1: yeah, we had to learn to count. That was the hardest mm-hmm. part.
0: And then like I would do things like spend hours writing outlines that you guys would just like completely <laughs> ignore.
1: Yeah, you wasted your time. Like, after the first 30 yeah. seconds, it was pretty much a waste of time.
0: It was like, anyway, let's talk about porn and and, and tits and farts and the Navy. I, I remember whatever.
1: when we were like, man, we got to figure out our direction and stuff. And, like, we were we, we were overthinking everything. And then we just, mm-hmm. once we finally just let it happen, it happened. And then we were like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what we were from the beginning. But we weren't sure we could be that. But, of course, we can be that because that's who we are.
0: Well, we started the same way um every podcast uh, that doesn't go anywhere starts in that a bunch of Midwestern white guys think they're really funny when they're on the couch together. And then they're like, hey, for some reason, other people will want to listen to this. And uh, we then immediately turned around and just removed all of those things from the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah.
1: anti-strategy. Definitely. Uh, it, it, I don't mm-hmm. know. It was good that we did it if you really think about it because I think I learned a lot from that. I mean, I'm not going to say that. Oh, yeah, most good, definitely. We, we learned
0: do not take anything about what we do seriously. 100%. Because, man. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, speaking <laughs> fucking of. Fucking Daniel Jeremiah.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. And, we, I mean, we don't <laughs> yeah. have the connections that, you know, paid people get, but, like, we mm-hmm. do bring something different to the table, you know, our attitude and our mindsets mm-hmm. and just the, the, you know, the sync that we have with each other. But I don't mm-hmm. think anyone should take anything we say seriously, like, at all.
0: Absolutely not! Absolutely not! We're we're doing the exact same thing every other jackass is doing. We're just getting buzzed on Sundays and watching football. Hundred percent, and, so, man. and, and yeah. you know,
1: and we just want to be a part of you know people trying to have fun because we have a lot of fun doing it. So it's the best part of the week, man. Yeah, absolutely. And just to get it out there again, like yeah. we're jackasses, and um, I just wanted to formally, you know, get it on record and state, um, like. Anything we say, but I'll drop a specific. Like from last week we we uh shout out to a certain individual, uh Damian Woods. Um we had some stuff to say about um some of his work. His art. Yeah, his art. Yes. And, yeah. And I don't want anyone to be offended by what we say unless you're like Josh McDaniels or uh Or John Gruden. or, or, or John Gruden. Dan Snyder. Yeah, absolutely. Other than mm. that, don't take a serious um because we we crack jokes. That's just what we yeah. do.
0: Like, Is there are this shows about making fun of stuff? Hundred percent. We make yeah, fun it, yeah. we make
1: fun of each other more than anything. And mm-hmm. you know, and if you're not a you know, a full time listener and you are just like, Oh man, these guys are just ripping on this one thing. No, we rip on everything and that's what makes yeah. it fun. Uh, you know, we, I, I I hate that how
0: like into our own ass we've got at the beginning of this show. So I'll i say this next part and we can we can move on to, yeah, s- please. to something yeah. that's not us. Um I, I do think one of the strengths of this show is we make it very clear when no we actually fucking hate this we think this is bad <laughs> like 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 we we are we we draw that line like very sharply specifically with like you know John Gruden absolutely and Dan Snyder that's well put yeah 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 we yeah. We, yeah, we, we, yeah. Don't, we
1: don't hide the actual hate we make that abundantly mm-hmm. clear what we actually hate but anyway shout out uh, yeah. to Damian um, mm-hmm. if you want to get on man we would love to talk to you uh, we we would. I mean more than love it. I think it would be great. Mm-hmm. Um we could even talk. I know you're not the biggest football watcher, but I mean we could uh definitely get you up to speed a little D- bit and Neither's Cody. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 he stumbled his way into a Dynasty League and hangs out with us talking football. Doesn't know one yeah. thing about it. So yep. dude, you That's could de- Yeah, definitely hang with us, man. We would love to have you on, man. So uh reach mm-hmm. out to us anytime if you're interested, brother.
0: Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. So, uh, speaking of of us, are are are, are you excited for your, for your mandate with Pete tomorrow? Like,
1: bro, I've been looking forward to it. All we're doing is we're just going to Men's Warehouse together, and I've been looking forward to it all week.
0: You're just like, oh, cool! Another dude can just check out my bod. Like, he can just he can measure it and and see all the work I've done. It's like, wow, your your arms are big. Thank you. Finally, well, someone noticed. Will you measure that again just to make sure? Make sure. Just make, make sure. Make sure. Like. Really measure it. I, I wear it tighter than that. No, tighter. Tighter. Yeah, Way tighter. tighter it,
1: yep. I don't want to be able to breathe. I want to wear like a yeah. corset, essentially.
0: I also want to take everyone else's breath away when I walk in. So I want a de-breathing suit.
1: Because it might be my friend's wedding, but it's all about me. I don't know if you know it that. Is.
0: Listen, as the lowest body fat percentage of any of the groomsmen, I want to make it sure everyone knows... <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ, who are all those goblins standing next to Jason Tatum up there? Yeah, it's like, holy cow, man.
0: It's these four four awful gargoyles and one super hunk.
1: I mean, he's white, but he puts off like an African American persona because of how attractive and muscular he is. <laughs> okay, we got to a weird spot with it.
0: I like how you made the Jason Tatum one's like, fuck, I gotta like back up and correct this. Because
1: I made a mistake. Let yes. me Let me explain. <laughs> I meant to say Channing Tatum, but, but I said Jason Tatum, and then had to spin that into being accurate. And I think I did it successfully. I, I... definitely made it weirder.
0: It was already pretty weird.
1: I'll never admit that mistake, man. I, I will move forward and like bring it. I'll bring it to a a place that makes sense. I'm not going to say, oh no, wrong name, wrong Jason, wrong Tatum, or whatever. We'll just all agree look like Shan Tatum, and move on. it's fine <laughs> <laughs> next subject
0: next subject, so are you guys going to do lunch and or and stuff dude, like, I make, told him day I was, of
1: it that's what I told him. I was like, dude, if you wanna like hang out and watch some hoop after like let's fucking do it, man like mm-hmm. you know i'm I'm definitely down to watch some ball and have a beer, so I think yeah fun. it's
0: it, it's weird for him not to have to be with work and dad and then dad and work yeah, in a, in yeah. A day man yeah, yeah. i'm yeah.
1: gonna I'm gonna take full advantage of it exactly.
0: Just like on this podcast, we make the most of our Pete time. And like, it's fucking
1: absolute <laughs> bangers every time we get the opportunity yep. to take uh, some, some Pete time away from those things that you just talked about.
0: I, I think what he's doing is Pete's really embracing like the analytical part of this show where he's mm-hmm. like, hey, I can really get my batting average up if I only show up once a month and I just fucking pound out some Elden Ring. <laughs> Slam down a brewski and absolutely fucking murder it and then disappear into the night again for 90 days. That's like, you know,
1: at the beginning of, uh, you know, the season in the NFL. It's like, man, he has like six rushing touchdowns. And then if you never give him the ball again, that that total can never go down. You just started off hot and had six rushing touchdowns. And that's what everybody remembers.
0: He's the Sammy Watkins. He's yeah. Sammy Watkins yeah. of this podcast. And absolutely. he does that shit every year. He scores three Who touchdowns was...
1: every time he shows up
0: and then disappears yep. until after the bye week. Yep till next year. Who was that wide receiver? I think he was a Jags wide receiver and he showed up in week 1 no one knew who he was. He got 3 touchdowns. Everyone lost their shit. Holy Picked him shit. up on waivers and then like he disappeared for the rest of the Ooh. rest of the year. I cannot remember his
1: what name. what like ta- what not era. Uh, it sure was like 2015. So Allen Robinson was not was he there? Oh, he was like a rookie or a second year player. Okay, I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I can't, yeah, I can't bring a name to my mind.
0: You know what? I think I'm thinking of the wrong team. Oh, really? I think it was the Cowboys.
1: I don't know, man. I'm, I'm drawing uh, complete blanks.
0: No, me too, man.
1: We'll have to we'll have to text each other. Like tomorrow, yeah, I, I, we I, remember I'll
0: I'll snap awake at at two thirty in the morning. Exactly. And, ah, ah, ah!
1: That's how it always happens, man. Not when mm-hmm. you need it. Yeah, no, just not try when to put to make content. Try about to put it out of your brain, absolutely, <laughs> and then it'll come to you. But
0: yeah, anyway, Pete is Pete's the one pump champ of the show, man.
1: He no, he bring, when he shows up, he fucking brings it, man, and I uh, mm-hmm. I love the energy, and he he's, he brings, he you know, he's the. He's the guy that's going to play devil's advocate at all times, and that is mm-hmm. fun.
0: someday we're going to have all four of them back on here, and it's Man, be- it's been
1: too long since we've had that.
0: We'll have to like ske- schedule specifically our mock draft show to have everyone. <laughs> yeah, on, that cause... I
1: would like to do. Because I mean, that's yeah. that's for us at the end of the day. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's our thing.
0: I I. Um... Usually this time of year is when like I burn out on the mock drafts. It's like, okay, I'm done looking at this shit cuz I'm reading like six a day. And for some reason this year, I don't know if it's because the top of the draft is never the same, mm-hmm. but like I I just keep I, I I I just keep reading them. And specifically I'm reading like the guys who know stuff over and over again cuz I'm seeing stuff change all at the same time and I'm like okay, so they obviously know something. Like, like the big thing I've seen is Jameson Williams is like, he's just, yeah. he just yeah, rubber band snapped way back up to the front of the draft. Like, he's yeah. going...
1: First round for sure.
0: Yeah. And it, it, it looks like he's probably going to be the third guy off the board. Who, I think he's probably jumped Traylon Burks, is probably what I'm
1: thinking. Who do you case. think number one is? We'll probably have the same guy who think think will go one.
0: It's it's pretty much looking like like Drake London. um'll
1: see, I... I I, I think it's. Garrett. I'm not
0: saying that's what I would do. I think. But I'm yeah. Saying no. Like, I mean, yeah. we're just yeah. strictly
1: talking about who we think's going to go. I think. I think. Mm. I think Garrett is going to go one because like he he fits any team. Drake. I think Drake London's very specific. Um, I don't think you put Drake London on any team and it just works.
0: I also think that a lot of teams have. I mean, not to hate on Drake London. No. I mean, no. Drake London's no. fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I do think a lot of teams, specifically too, that I can think of uh, are Washington. and And uh, the Jets are looking at him like some good medicine because they're just like, oh, yep, he is you're throwing it into a garage and he's catching the, you know, catching the ball. Like those are those are guys to one make Carson Wentz look like he's not Carson Wentz and make Zach
1: Wilson look like he can actually keep the ball in the stadium. So, like, I I have a question for you. It's kind of it's kind of a lazy question because of the comp, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you do you think Drake London is a better prospect than DK Metcalf?
0: That's very interesting. I, I still don't fully understand what happened to DK Metcalf through that entire process because you and I fell for it too, where we kind sure. of saw him. and It's like, yep, we don't buy it, and I don't, I don't know what what it was. I think it maybe was just the bad taste that those like initial like posing with your shirt off and your two percent yeah. body well, fat. we, we were it, never I, wrong
1: about what we said, though. He was just so it, goddamn good at the thing that he did that he was able to make up for the deficiencies that we were right about, you know, so I don't, mm-hmm. it's weird. We weren't wrong, but he was just better than what we thought, man.
0: Well, I, yeah, so to, to clarify, like we were like really critical, of, like we think this guy does one thing. He, he, he runs straight. Like he's, he's a really big 10 get. Mm-hmm. kind of like, mm-hmm. I, I think the joke we made it. And I think I've made that mistake a lot scouting wide receivers over the years. And I think the thing you have to re- remember is even if the wide receiver can do everything a good coach is just going to ask him to do the things he does best and so it's kind of true for every single pos- prospect that if they're in a decent spot they're going to be put in a situation where they do that good thing so if they do something better than anyone else that counts that counts <laughs> like that's still something that you have to consider cuz uh, yeah cuz like i having said that i think I think DK Metcalf was probably better and okay. that he he just kind of got caught in a weird tornado of stuff and slid down the board. I I, I like Drake Drake London, but he gets open exactly one way. And that is he's bigger and more physical correct, than correct. the other guy. Um DK gets open because he's bigger and physical and faster I mean, <laughs> than he, the other he guy. He might be
1: 0.3 seconds faster in the 40 than Drake London. It's possible. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah that's he, a lot. He could, be, he could be a lot faster. That's a lot. And, and the, another reason I asked the question is because I do believe Drake London will have better draft capital than DK Metcalf, so that was another Oh, reason. most definitely. Yeah. Yes, he's going to be
0: a, he's gonna be a top... 15? Like 12, 15 yeah. pick, because I, I think the commanders are at like 12 or 13. Yeah, they're right there. And I, I have a real hard time seeing him get past there. Um, which, for the record, you're in Drake London and Scary Terry. It's like ooh, that's and, like and very complementary oh, uh, yeah. I like absolutely. that wide receiver core a lot.
1: They couldn't yeah. ask for a better yeah tandem. But mm. I, I do believe that if if this off season and and you know just the trajectory of the way team building is going, um, I won't be shocked when teams that we don't even expect in the first round take one of these guys. Like it, they they might not look like they even have a place for them in their core, but. I can see that happening, you know, just because, like, look at what we've been preaching about, you know, the the Cincinnati receiving core, Buffalo receiving core. I could go on, Tampa Bay. Like, some of these guys that are high profile, I mean, we're thinking five to six receivers in the first round, and we kind of already have spots picked out for them because of fit. They're not all going to go to those teams. Like, a team that (laughs) doesn't look like they need them is going to draft probably 40% of these guys possibly, and it's, like, scary.
0: I think it's also... Big brain strap move to in a weak draft really go hard at the strength of a draft. It's fair. It's like, oh, why am I going to take a defensive tackle that is like the best defensive tackle in this draft, but is probably a second rounder R- in another draft, or take a stud wide receiver even if I don't need one? Like the return on that is just so much better. Very I'll, good point. I'll, I'll take care of defensive tackle next year when the when the draft is more appropriately stacked for it. And, yeah,
1: and this could also be. Uh... You know, an interesting position for certain teams to be in because one, Mm -hmm. I don't believe there's a consensus number one pick to to start with. Mm -hmm. Two, the quarterbacks quote unquote suck. But the deeper it goes, the more teams are like, okay, now's the time I got to like trade and Mm -hmm. I got you know because it's very rare that quarterbacks just fall. And I mean, it does happen. Lamar Jackson happens. uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it it does happen. Titty Bridgewater. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, first round. I mean. You usually yeah. have to, like, make a move to get those types of guys. You know, you don't. You, they normally don't just fall to you, Mac Jones.
0: It, look at you kind of doing a nice little transition into, like, the one sort of news thing that we have this week. Yeah, we're kind week. of
1: bone dry, mm-hmm. but, I mean, we're going to find something, baby. We're professionals.
0: Oh, well, it's been big, so big, juicy, and sloppy lately. We were due, we were due for a dry week of news. Absolutely. But, it, but in a weird way, this is actually, like, I remember coming across, like, my social media news feed going oh okay and just kind of passing through it and then like three hours later going what the fuck that was a completely massive trade like why did my brain just like not
1: i I think because there was no names assigned to anything there's no players it was it was all picks we were so desensitized to or excuse Mm -hmm. me sensitized to just like the names that were moving and then when a big i mean this you're right like this trade that just Mm -hmm. happened between the eagles and the saints is fucking massive like it's really big but we couldn't assign any names to the value
0: well, it's big, and the capital that's moving, and I think the narrative around it's almost bigger. So, so basically, to to set this up without looking up the exact parameters of the trade, because mm-hmm. you guys can do that, just you know, Google it or whatever. But like, what basically happens is the Eagles took two of their first round picks from two of their three first round picks this year, sent them over to um, New Orleans, New Orleans, who gave their first round pick back to them. And a first-round pick next year, and a line, and then two years later, a a second-round pick. So, I don't believe in using that weird calculator for like draft pick value that the league seems to use. But the league league believes in it. Like the league operates his draft day trades with it. That chart specifically really, really undervalues future like like next year and year beyond assets. It just it kneecaps them. So, on that chart, this was like a fair trade. In my opinion, the Eagles just fucking fleece burgered them, to be be completely honest. Like, I, I, well, once I sat and like processed it, I'm like, holy fuck. Because, it's weird and hard to have three first round draft picks in in a year, just because odds wise, you're probably not going to hit all three. And if you do, it kind of becomes a salary cap problem mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Like we think, oh, we think, oh, cool, like you get them on rookie contracts, yada yada. That really only pays for itself with quarterback. Right. Any other position, like oh, I got to pay this defensive tackle who's a really good starter, nineteen million dollars. You got to pay them all at the same last time. Year's con- yeah, and you got to pay them all at the same time. So what they did is they spread that out. They got a future first next year in what is probably going to be a stronger Better draft, draft yep. and they essentially got a free second, and all they have to do is just sort of wait on they it. Just diversify their funds. That's
1: literally all yes. they had to do. Yes, they,
0: they spread it out, and from a team-building standpoint, I think it's a fantastic move. Like,
1: like my first initial thing was like, yeah, they did it with like the right team, too, because the Saints hmm. are just hanging on for dear life at this point. And it, it, they're not going to go full Atlanta. Like they, they for some reason New Orleans that organization just like they're they're fucked. They're absolutely fucked, but they're not going to to go that route of just blowing everything up.
0: That's the thing too is that pick next year could be a good pick. Mm-hmm. Like New Orleans mm-hmm. very could you- easily could be really bad. Absolutely. And and that could pay off big for Philly. The reason it's interesting for New Orleans is there's no the, the picks they got were in the late teens, two of them. There's no way they're staying there. Zero chance. It, it, it's the it's worst-kept secret in the league. They're going to give both those picks to the Giants and get to five. There's absolutely no way. This, the entire reason they're doing that is like, we have to get in front of Carolina. Mm-hmm. And the only mm-hmm. reason they haven't done it now, as opposed to doing it on draft day, is they don't want – that gives – three weeks for them for carolina to get back ahead of them yeah which they don't want to do they want to keep people guessing so basically i have to think it's malik willis god i hope they're not doing all this to sell it for kenny pickett oh Oh, my god
1: oh lord
0: (laughs) imagine outmaneuvering them to get the worst play Mm. anyway um the cody curse lives um, Carolina is continually fucked and will be nothing but fucked for the remainder until we do uh, Jersey Voodoo. Uh, we, have to, we, have to, we have to figure out a way to use a jersey to remove the curse that Cody put on the Panthers. I love how we figured out they that's, cannot the only catch a way, break.
1: that's the only way we can lift curses is by either burning uh, jerseys or purchasing them.
0: Uh, listen, I'm open to all forms of jersey magic. Whatever he can figure out, if he's got to buy a... A, a, he has to eat an entire Sam Darnold jersey. I don't. I don't know what Cody has to do to break this curse. I mean, he could just eat
1: it on this podcast instead of eating a uh, fucking Grits. Rice, rice pilaf or whatever. Fuck he eats. yeah, <laughs> whatever.
0: Quasi exotic food. He he's going to <laughs> yeah, eat. He's during never the podcast. just
1: eating chips either. It's always no. it's always a dish like, like
0: Thai food yeah. or like. <laughs> I have an entire rotisserie it's chicken. It's always I'm a, a eat prepared dish, not yeah.
1: something. It's never anything that you could just like. It's not a snack. It's a meal, like a fucking no.
0: He's not eating a granola bar. He's just like, <laughs> uh, the the you, you can set your watch by us in our pre-production meeting, going, Cody, what the fuck are you eating? And he's like, oh, it's just grits. Like it's not like eggs and grits or anything. It's like just a ramekin of grits.
1: <laughs> I don't even know if I've ever eaten like just grits. I don't. I never,
0: never. My wife loves them. They're in the house. I've never just like I'm just gonna just go to town on this just bowl of eat, carbs. Yeah, but like, grits, carbs and butter by themselves.
1: <laughs> Jesus.
0: Anyway, so what we learned is for some is. um The New Orleans Saints are committing the greatest sin possible in football and not believing in Jameis Winston. So that was deeply wounding to me. But it's it's going to at least make the draft day interesting because now we can go ahead and essentially push all those players in the top. And a lot lot of teams in the top ten going, oh great, now someone's not going to take Kyle Hamilton or Evan Neal. Mm -hmm, Or it's like mm -hmm. everyone gets a nice little bump back in the in the prospects they're going after. And I do feel good cuz that means at least I think Malik Willis is going to get his flowers.
1: Yeah, he'll get like, his, would, his draft yeah. capital. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's more interesting now. Like this is a big domino. We we talk about what Philly does, now we got to talk about what New Orleans does. Now we talk about New Orleans does. Now we got to talk about what cursed Carolina does. Mm-hmm. The Carolina curses. Mm-hmm. So do you just fucking take it on the chin and go fuck and just can you pick and it and here we go. Or
1: wait, or just fucking wait. <sighs>
0: So I, I I tend to think that the the dead men walking there are gonna go. I think it's Kenny Pickett just based off like totally probably lies Twitter bullshit that I hear. But I, I mean, it, it, kind of consensus on this show we talked we about haven't just we we haven't discussed this. We kind of feel like Desmond Ritter probably our second favorite quarterback we, we, in the draft. Yeah, I
1: mean compared to the other guys. But we the thing yeah. we kind of talked about was Carolina's vision or mold of a quarterback they want, and mm-hmm. I mean it is. And Kenny Let's pick pick it. It.
0: Yeah. So I think we'd be a little less brutal on them if they just went Ritter there. It's like fuck,
1: it's your guy. At, at least you're taking I'm a taking. shot, man.
0: Yeah, um, but at the same time, I don't feel great about that either way. I, I actually think probably the more pra- the more pragmatic thing to do would just go fuck it, trade back. Here we go. Let's. I just agree. Complete completely re. I agree. our draft board and go, or you sit there and you go. I'm getting to Houston at three and I'm not going to fucking play this game. I think there's only
1: two ways to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, So,
0: but, but who knows what they want? I
1: mean, I I don't hate on, I I didn't hate on them when they made the Sam Darnold move. I think that was the right move at the time. We were,
0: we were both very pro that. move. Absolutely.
1: And even though they're wrong, so what? It was the right move in my opinion. So like, I think the worst thing they can do is just sit there. Um, but, I I I'm, I'm just I just don't trust anything that they're gonna do. I, I it's I I don't have any reason to just because like man that defense is flawed and the off they got like problems offensively when they shouldn't but they do. Um they they whiffed on Terrace Marshall. Christian McCaffrey has not seen the field in two years basically. Mm-hmm. You know DJ Moore is a stud but that. He's not, he's a very specific receiver. So, like, he he's mm. not going to, like, carry you. No, I'm not taking any shots. I love DJ Moore, but he's not. And then mm. you have no quarterback. Like, man.
0: Yeah. It's so you remember that first Matt Rule draft where he took eight defensive players? Yes. yes and we were all up, like, up. oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, and, and there were some good, like, don't get me wrong. Jeremy Chin and Brian Burns are hits I in that. Love Jeremy like, Chin.
1: Yeah. Great player, yes. man. Great safety. Yeah.
0: Yes, so I, I, there was some good stuff done there, but it's just like that was their load. They blew it all in their first year, and they have not been able to circle around and sort of get any sort of identity through the draft. Like the infrastructure of that team is like really, really flawed. Like all the ugly parts that offensive line, like they do nothing but make wrong moves Mm -hmm. when it comes to like building up that offensive line, Mm -hmm. and same with the sexy parts of their deal they cannot build a front that can stop anyone rushing that since Luke Klee, like I mean Shaq Thompson's a nice player but he's not a foundational piece he's a complimentary piece yeah, he's complimentary like, to
1: Luke Keekley yeah
0: Yes, exactly. Like you, you need someone there to do the dirty work. They have all these athletes and no
1: like like white middle linebackers that can just yeah soak well, up the tackles the, the, and yeah they're all flash no
0: fundamentals in a weird way like yeah, yeah absolutely. so it's, that's what I'm I mean yeah. it's
1: it's always like you know we make fun of a lot of those li- those white linebackers but like they're super essential and necessary mm-hmm. they're not athletic. yeah
0: it's like this team needs Blake Martinez that's like, what in I the oh, worst fucking God. way that was literally <laughs> the fucking name
1: I was about to say man. <laughs> like they need like they need
0: Blake The Martinez dude will never at, cause a
1: turnover or make a splash play, but he's going to he's going to like do the the routine shit. Mhm.
0: Well, they're like kind of the opposite of the Packers defense. The Packers defense is literally built out of, entirely out of three-star recruits and just mm-hmm. everyone who just goes and does the one thing they do all day. Yeah. Like they're all working in the fucking coal mine. Like that, that that's exactly what they need they, they need some know, guys like that, yeah. Well, in a weird way that they're they're built like a college team. Mm. Where it's just like which is I think a Matt Rule definitely a Matt Rule fingerprint thing, Mm -hmm. where it's just like they they went to the went to every high school and got the fastest, tallest kid and put him on the team. (laughs) It's like
1: we'll figure out what they're gonna play later. He's an athlete, man, we'll make it work.
0: Yeah. So I I you know that's maybe a disconnect. Uh, you know, in general, I'm I'm for those college to pro moves, but I I got to admit the track record on them is not great. Bad and getting worse, man. Like Jem Harbaugh is the last one that hit, and that was what 2015, 15, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So we haven't had a dude stick in a while, and so the failures have been ugly. Mm.
1: Yeah, you're right, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just we saw the worst one, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, Urban Meyer, man most beautiful fucking fire i'm glad he came lit in, up the night left. sky yeah
1: absolutely man <laughs> yeah. what a ride what a fun fucking ride man
0: yeah man it's great sorry sorry Jags fans don't worry
1: you, you got that
0: that chunky coal mine guy now run you, 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 you absolutely. made the correct move man yep,
1: yep
0: the right move not the sexy move
1: that's exactly what they needed man they went all they went all sex appeal with urban and then now it's time to go the exact opposite and they did it
0: Mm-hmm. And they're going to first overall. They're going to take that guy again. They're just going to take a fucking yeoman with with, with Hutchinson, man. So that team might get an identity, other than overpaying Christian Kirk, which is not an identity. That's that what, I, I mean, anymore.
1: I'm still not convinced that they're going to be any good, man. Unfortunately,
0: they're not. They're not going to be any good. They're not going to be any good. I think we said a bunch of positive shit about them last year too, and then they they, they turned into the, the Urban Meyer fire, but Urban Fire, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> Urban Fire
0: sounds like a burning city, but.
1: <laughs> I think that's like what it means when you. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't sound like it is that. Oh, man. So um oh. to kind of double back, we were mm-hmm. before we started the show, we were like, man, let's talk some receivers today. So I kind of mm-hmm. want to go down that some more. Um, okay. I listened to a guy. I can't think of his name, so I won't drop him, obviously, but. He said something that I wanted to run by you because I thought it was super interesting. Mm-hmm. And now this is strictly fantasy here. Sorry to transition listeners. Mm-hmm. But he said something that... It's real football, but how it translates to fantasy. He basically said when you're looking for a fantasy you know, receiver to just all you want them to do is score fantasy points, there is something that real NFL receivers do at the best ones that hurts them in fantasy. And I'm like, where the fuck is this guy going with this? And he told me... When you look at their 40 time, if they're too fast, do not draft them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, God, like, he's like, you want them to be fast, just not like track. Too fast. You don't want them to be like track level fast. <laughs> you
0: don't want them to outrun their hamstring screen- like <laughs> John <actually> Ross.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want, you don't want to see that like four, three, eight mark. You want to be like four, four, two, like, you know, you want to be fast, but not, not too fast. I thought that was so, super interesting. So
0: Tyquan Thornton falls off my draft board.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Too fast, man. I I I
0: j I when you said that I immediately pulled up like my my rankings uh-huh. for the receivers, and I'm like, okay, where do I I'm like, oh good. Uh Tyquan Thornton is 17. So I, right, feel like like, wanna, I feel like I feel okay. Don't I don't that. gotta correct him. Um the one guy that I well and that's interesting because there's a lot of really fast guys at the top of this there are. board now. There are. A lot of – there's f- f- one, one two, three – I'm looking. There's three, four, three guys in the top six players. And that's blazing. At the position. That's blazing. That is about as fast as human beings can get. So who be is, to it? is it?
1: Is it Jameson Williams? Uh, I'm
0: going to count Jameson Williams, but he didn't run. Yeah, I know he didn't but run. I know, but I, know, I, n- I know I know. Oh, fast. He might be the fastest. Yes.
1: James, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Olave was really quick.
0: Chris Olave ran 4-3, and so did Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson was fast, of course, yeah. So – what I will say is, I know the bona fides as far as the football player side of thing are there on Garrett Wilson and Chris mm-hmm, Olave. Like mm-hmm. I'm not worried. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I because I, like cause it's like I also am skeptical of Calvin Austin. Like you yeah. don't you
1: don't. And, and to be Jameson Williams kind of fits that bill, man. Like he's not. He's he's definitely not as a sure thing as the other two. I don't believe. <laughs> Especially because of his
0: injury yep. and his frame yep. and the fact slight. that he's six two and doesn't play like he's six two at all. No. Like he, he has absolutely like the physicality on him is 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 questionable. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, there is definitely a red flag on him, but goddamn, it is the upside on that just so For so sure. so so tempting. For sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I mean I swung big on one of those those small fast guys once in our draft, and I've regretted it every fucking day no, I ever did it with since. With John then. Ross, you know, don't yep, you know, and, and I, and I, I and I did it with McCole Hardman. Yeah, and um, that's that's the only time I've ever been into that profile. And just in general, like guys like Tutu Atwell, and you know, and, I, and the yep. guy I said before, you know, uh, Calvin Austin. These these small like, there's a lot of real like five fast guys in this draft, Buck and I just yeah. Mm-hmm. I I just don't I just don't subscribe to that. As like, yeah, you get Tyree kill every once in a, once in a while, but like that's such an outlier. Like, if you especially uh, whether it's real football or fantasy, if you chase that, you're gonna be lo- you're gonna look like a fool. Like if you try to find the next Tyree kill, you're you're gonna look. Yeah, a
1: fool. I mean we've all been guilty of trying to find it, but like mm-hmm. I mean I get the appeal when it comes to draft day though, right? I mean how 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 fun is that to be able to like I'm gonna take the profile and. If there's a ten, if there's a fucking four percent chance that he's Tyreek Hill. Some people just like playing that way. And I, I don't hate on it at all because like depending on what round you're in, like I mean you know, third round, dude, what's who gives a fuck, right? Yeah, Go that's for exactly
0: it. what I was about to say. It's like, well, do I take this guy or the third tight end? No, or dude, you a take ba- a backup running take the 4% back four percent like, mm, chance, bro. Take the you, four, take, you take the take the four three two guy. Exactly.
1: <laughs> right? That's, I, and every now and again he's Tyreek Hill. Coincidentally I took that's when I took Tutu Atwell. I took him in the third round.
0: And look how happy you are. Not
1: very. <laughs> Took him at three ten, or yeah, 310. 310.
0: Yep it's it's so difficult, specifically on this show. We love talking draft, but we also have to be in a rookie draft with other hosts on our show and outmaneuver them. So it it's very difficult for us to talk about these players without tipping our hats sometimes. So if we're being cagey. We apologize, listeners. We love you. We want the show to grow, but I want to beat Clark so much more than I want to be a successful podcaster. Absolutely. So, um, so, I, I don't, I don't want to say like pick a favorite guy and talk to them, but I just pick a guy that you think there's something, intre- like there's a, a subplot or something interesting or a match you really like. If you want, to, I can go first while you're. Um, uh, yeah, you you
1: take yeah. the lead. Take the lead.
0: So. <clears throat> I am not convinced, I have no idea why this is not a bigger talking point in the, in the media. If this guy had not missed the past two years of football, this would have been the number one wide receiver in this entire Says class. And no, one, Justin Ross is just hanging out in the grass, just looking over it's the top of the grass no at everyone.
1: Conversation it's go, like No one talks about him.
0: Which the only thing I could think of is that his medical is just completely fried. It's gotta be. It's I mean, burnt, it right it's, a, it's a burnt meadow. It's gotta yeah. be. It, it, to, to sort of anyone who's not plugged in on Justin Ross, like just to kind of give you like a very brief summary. As a freshman, this dude was on the like national championship. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence Thompson's, led, yep. uh, national championship team. What he did in that national championship game. Was maybe the most dominant game I've ever seen a college wide receiver have. He looked like fucking Randy Moss. Like, he's just a shade under 6'4. He's like 210, and he's just all football player. Like, he, he, he's not a track guy playing football. Dude's all football player. He's mean at the point of the tack. He's big. He's physical. He's fast. He runs good routes. Like, he's you can't build a better prospect in a lab. Anyway, he hasn't played in two years because he just keeps getting hurt, and they're like neck injuries. They're not like, oh, I pulled my hamstring or I tore my Achilles. Like, the, they're shit that has ended careers before. So he is just, so, he is the definition of a free radical in a draft class. Cause, like, if that hadn't happened, I don't give a fuck about Drake London. Like, uh-huh. Justin Ross uh-huh. is the number one wide receiver. Uh-huh. He's probably going four to the Jets easy. And you can put it in pen. But he, what is already interesting? Class to have something so wild floating in there is super interesting. And like, I don't. He's a little bit like what I said with Matt Corral when I w- mm-hmm. last week when I'm doing my rankings. Like, he's just not in there. Yeah. Because I, I just yeah. I just have no fucking clue what to do with them or how to value them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna sit there on draft day. I'm gonna see what the league does with him. Like, cause it's like, well, if he goes in the fifth round or the sixth round or top of the seventh or something, then he's, yeah, dead, okay, then so he's dead. He's fried. Yeah, then he's dead. yeah. He's dead. And, and they know the medical's fried. Someone's just taking a wild swing on him just to spend it. But if he goes like third. Yeah. If he goes like top of the third, I was thinking if someone like at the top of the second, Just like, if he just pops oh, up so, on yeah, our I mean, screen. Second, he's, he's yeah, going to be on people's radars. Like, yeah. Uh, then all of a sudden, ding, ding, ding. I still don't think there's any reality where he goes in the first. I just, I think there's already too many players with like that kind of, there's already guys like Christian Watson who has that same sort of variance and you don't, and it's not a medical issue. It's a football issue. Mm -hmm. And that like, I think people are much more willing to gamble on that.
1: So I I don't think, well, I mean, they would, they would draft George Pickens over him. Like,
0: yes, yes, yes. Like I, I, I think those sort of players have similar frames and profiles. And and you take the one that's alive, like, Yes, you, you take the one that's played football in the past, you know, twenty-four months. Right. But th- that's a guy that is just—I—I I am so fascinated. I am just so fascinated by Justin Ross as a player and like what's going to happen. No, good breakdown you know, there. I, I agree with you.
1: Uh, mine's not as buzzy or as fun, but like mm-hmm. this is the one thing that just popped in my head because I was going through some stuff the other day and I was mm-hmm. doing some research and the one that cracked me up. And I'm not even taking a shot at this guy. I'm just—I guess I'm taking a shot at the guy I'm about to comp or not comp, but basically what the take was, was like, keep your eye on Jahan Dotson because he's better than KJ Hamler. And I'm like, w- what, <laughs> that's why I need to keep my eye on him.
0: So, so here's what, here's what I will say about that. Cause I, I wanted to go on a Jahan uh, Jahan Dotson rant as well, Okay, because um, specifically the next thought exercise I was going to throw out there was like, of just pick a guy and give him his his dream landing spot. Um, John Dotson to the Chiefs is is oh god so yeah. incredibly perfect, um, and before I get into that to sort of put a bow on the uh, KJ Hamler thing, mm-hmm. we're we're big fans of like don't get distracted by the school these guys go to like don't scout the helmet don't scout the helmet. Penn State knows how to put dudes out yeah like yeah. At, at wide receiver KJ Hamler being a miss is a weird thing for, for the university yeah. of Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin. Like they, they just, they just know how to put dudes out. Um, KJ Hamler was exactly the dude we were talking about before. Like don't bet on yeah. dudes with that profile. Yeah. Yeah, Cause yeah, yeah. they just, they just don't translate terribly well. Uh, you know, you know, Dotson is a bit of a thinner frame dude, but he's, he's not that sort of player. He can beat you in about four or five different ways. And, and dude can track the ball deep. He's got sticky hands. Like I, I, He's, I think, maybe doesn't have the upside of a guy like Garrett Wilson or Drake London. He seems like one of the safer... Like, the dude's not going to bust at all. I don't think so either. And especially put him someplace like KC, like I was going to say, who would just really know how to maximize him and just get him to do all the things that they want him to do and not put him in a situation where he's going to get his teeth handed to him (laughs) and sort of, like, get get his frame exposed. Yeah, that's
1: the one way he could get, Mm -hmm. like, busted in the league is is physically Mm -hmm. if, if he's in a bad situation. But, I mean... Slight guys have success all the time when when in the right you know circumstance. So yeah, Chiefs would would definitely like you said maximize his full potential because what is he? He's around that five ten, buck seventy eight mark. So he's a little yeah, slight. He's like
0: Greg Jennings' frame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean,
1: but again, it's more than doable.
0: Mm-hmm, Hundred percent. The the other guy, Clark and I talked about this exact earlier this week and it made my skin fall off my body with dread sky Moore is literally the patriots wide receiver like he's he's julian edelman yeah (laughs) like um the patriots who are just have made an entire existence out of overdrafting people that they just that fit various profiles yeah it scares the fuck out of me that they're just going to take him and just destroy all of his fantasy value. Because <laughs> no one can just completely nuke a wide receiver's them, fantasy man. value the way that New England did.
1: Yeah, that, that's. I mean, that's their mo at this point, man. I mean, it, unfortunately, it would. Whoever I feel like they are going to take a receiver, and whoever they take, it's just like, man, it's it's almost like the dead zone, man. I, I mean, is there any? Uh, being serious, is there any? Fantasy relevant player on that team.
0: Uh, I think Mac Jones and like Superflex and stuff. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, I guess I meant more skill position. Sorry about, yeah, like not quarterback.
0: uh, I mean, Harris has some running back value when he's not concussed. I I mean, Um, I I guess I
1: mean along the lines of like, oh, not not just a plug and play guy like Kendrick Bourne or something like that. I mean, a guy where you're just (laughs) like, yeah, this guy's in my lineup and I'm cool with it. No, no absolutely not. No I mean,
0: Hunter Henry, but like tight ends are so soupy anyway. I'm not oh yeah, it could get be anyone. Yeah. up over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just pulling up um, a, a Warren Sharp tweet that I sent you earlier in the week, uh-huh. and it was a list of all the Patriots wide receivers they've drafted in the first four rounds.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So in reverse chronological order, Nikhil Harry was a first rounder. First. Malcolm Mitchell, Aaron Dobson, Josh Boyce, which I have no memory of. I'm not sure that is at mm-hmm. all. Taylor Price, also no memory of that player. Brandon Tate and Chad Jackson. Again, first four rounds. None of those dudes were at any point. Malcolm Mitchell was like what up and coming, what and then he came yeah. up and then went immediately right down. Because my
1: first <laughs> initial response was like, he's the best player out of that list, and I don't even know how close it is
0: yeah i mean aaron dobson teased us where he had like a two game stretch where For he sure. like he, he had like back-to-back 70 plus yard he games or whatever
1: aaron drops and so
0: mm-hmm. and then i think like brandon tate stuck in the league he returned oh, yeah, he was journeyman forever. yeah journeyman yeah but other than that yeah those guys are all punks dude like like <laughs> like, like, like like they're just bad they're just straight ass well bad. what
1: makes it is the, the the equity that was spent those guys aren't fifth round guys man they're
0: Exactly. I, I mean, we, we could go down a deeper hole and talk about how like maybe the new England Patriots aren't actually very good at drafting um, just in general, but uh, just, just, they very clearly do not have that, the infrastructure to draft and install those players in the in-house. Like they they just don't no. develop those players. No. The, the only guys they've developed are like weird deep cuts that, you know came that that's took a point four years to pan out and played special teams like troy brown that's and a good Joel point edelman that's a really good point and yeah um so and i don't even really know what to make with that particular bit of knowledge that's more of an uh, abnormality than it is yeah you know because i don't have a list of all the sixth and seventh round round <laughs> drafted guys that didn't pan out but um yeah so it's it's tricky because they need a dude there it, it, which they've paid actually a fairly good chunk of dudes there over the past couple of years but they still don't have anyone that you know mac jones will go, oh shit the dude in my face on third down just kind of throw it at this guy like it was they, supposed they, to be they don't have that. it was
1: supposed to be that that's how they were supposed to be built and i i, I still think they can <laughs> i think they can still build it that way um i don't really know what they're missing besides that receiver to help out but like you think like the infrastructure's kind of there you know i, sh- I kind of sh- shrugged off um damian like they they do mm-hmm. have a, like a decent enough running back committee with Ramondre and him like they s- always grapple Yeah that's what i'm saying like, it, they don't need a, a a stud there they have enough big bulky mm-hmm. guys to like here soak up carries and then you got big mm-hmm. bulky tight ends and uh, and mac jones hasn't played bad but he's not like i don't know He's not going to grow as a no. prospect until you get him no. that guy, yeah. Right.
0: So I, I was really surprised they didn't overpay for someone this year in free agency. Maybe because they overpaid for Nelson Aguilar last year, but um, it, yeah, man, like it's it's interesting. Jarvis Landry seems like a their kind of player too. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if maybe he ends up there. There's been some OBJ talk there too because it's a very Patriots move just to scoop up a dude who's. The market bottomed out, right. bottomed out on that. That's you know been a stud in the past, but yeah, man, I think they're sitting like right ahead of us in the draft, and it's gonna make my fucking stomach turn when the guy I want the Packers to take gets scooped, scooped there. Highly
1: possible, man.
0: Like if Crystal Lobby gets just like scooped Ooh. there, and it's just like yeah,
1: that'd be, oh. that'd be a gut punch for sure, man. Yeah,
0: because like that's exactly what the Packers need, and and also he's one of my favorite players in the draft, and just to see him burned like that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh. mm-hmm.
0: Is there is there any other one of these guys that you want to, like, have little brief soliloquies on?
1: Oh, we touched on most of the guys. I mean, we touched on yeah. George Pickens for a second, Sky Moore, yeah. um, John Dotson. There's only one guy we haven't talked about that I can think of that's in that same, um, I guess, tier. And I'll give you a hint. His 40 was very, very slow. <laughs>
0: Well, the, so depends on how many varies you put on there. That could qualify for two guys, but um, I think David Bell's probably the guy that you're talking 100%. about because he used two two varies. Um, yeah, dude, I, I've never been so shook by a forty time. It's weird because, like, I I watch him and I'm like, I
1: don't see that. Yeah, d- but I, I never would have dreamed he would run that time. Like, that's the most shocking part about it. Uh, I mean, and he ran slower at his pro day, which was like, I'm like, so it wasn't a, a, wasn't a, a fluke. bad day. It wasn't or a fluke. He wasn't
0: dehydrated that day, that's or jet lag. Just, how, that's just or anything. how slow he
1: is, man. And you know, I'm not going to try to defend it, like, because it's it's slow. But we have mm-hmm. seen successful receivers run slow 40 times. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you just talked about one. Jarvis Landry comes to mind, um, mm-hmm. where he was not a guy that went on without sp- ever one on speed. So it is it is do but like. The good thing is kind of like what you touched on a little bit is when I watched David Bell, I didn't even know he was slow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And, and
0: he's great after the catch. Right. So he's good when he has the ball and he has to beat dudes with his athleticism. Which,
1: which it, he, that, that doesn't get talked about enough. They just say mm-hmm. slow and then move on. It's like, no, the dude's a fucking athlete, man, like through and through.
0: And he's one of the most open dudes When you're watching tape, like he he's never like catching stuff in traffic or like barely separated or catching stuff bounce. You know who else has that?
1: I I was actually I said it every week. Cooper Cup. He has he had like sometimes receivers just have that where they're just open and and, and, and like you can't fully quantify what they do to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And Cooper Cup's one of them.
0: Yeah. So and. I, I, I posted on our Twitter. Go to our Twitter, and it's uh, I want to credit the guy's name, so I actually pulled it up here. Uh, Doug Farr, who writes for USA Today, did an awesome breakdown of each of the top sixteen. He just drew a random line, the top sixteen wide receivers in the draft, and he does. I'm so sick of like these like fly by night dickheads that just like will like write up players and then just post them like, if you're gonna write up guys and talk about their game put fucking clips in the goddamn yeah, you to article you like your argument. yes so far does that so he'll he'll he, he'll say he'll break the player down and then provide little clips for each example and so, so go ahead and, ch- and, and check that out and, and like all this david bell stuff is like yeah the dude dude is getting separation and and then he, he circles back and goes, like, this is what I was talking about when I was talking about Garrett Wilson gets caught up at the line. And when I'm talking about, um, you, you know, John Doxon can get caught up at the line. They're, they're great route runners, but if you get got to get off that break, know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you have a 6'3", long-arm cornerback, congrats, you, you're stuck. And he goes, David Bell can get off those guys. Like, he may not get open with the other guys, but, like, he can he can win in ways other guys can't. Nice. So, so, so that's definitely something to consider with him. I do think he is like just barely a tick, but like he's the top of the next tier as far as those guys are. Uh, I, I don't think he's in the running for the first round. I, I, I just don't think he is. No, I, I, I mean, just I, yeah, the, the forty time, it, I yeah, think it can't kind of be ignored. That. It just can't be yeah. ignored.
1: Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we have to take it at face value. Like it, it sucks, but it is what it is at this point, man. We we, we have to take that information and roll with it too. You know, well, we can watch all the tape and we're defending him as much as we can, but like. That, that, at the end of the day, that's slow. Like that's
0: just, yeah, yeah. That's at the NFL. Every the slow corners are going to correct gonna gobble you correct. up. Correct,
1: and and, that, and like you said, man. Like he might be getting off the break on on most college corners, but now they know he's slow. So what can they do? They can put those, like you said, those bigger elite corners that might not have the the speed, but they have the coverage and the and the length. And it's like everybody's ma- like, there's only a few people in the NFL that you can't match up. You know. he's going to be somebody Mm -hmm. that you can fucking match up. It's just reality.
0: Also, he played in the Big Ten, which is a much less vertical football space than the NFL. The NFL is a vertical game. It just is. So, like, he's going to be a little bit underclass there. So, I think he's, while when I rank him, he's probably at the top of that tier, that second tier. I think the league is probably going to put him more to the middle or the bottom of that second tier. I don't think he's a, I, I don't think he's like a day three pick. I don't. I, if he wasn't taken in the late second, early third, I would be so, shocked. So to get an idea of your, yeah. so obviously your yeah.
1: tier, your number one tier is probably the big three, right? I mean that that's got to be so it's Garrett. Well,
0: I I kind of expanded that to basically the first round guys. So like, oh, it, so okay. for first round, early second, sort of. no, I see what a you're big saying. beefy. So tier. you're saying yeah, after yeah. the first
1: round, he's he's yeah. one of the top. Okay.
0: Yeah, he's he's the for that middle to late second sort of tier. I I think he's he's ahead of dudes like Christian you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 I think he's he's just probably ahead of Christian Watkins and like guys like he's better than Jalen Tur- like Tolbert and oh, Calvin Austin. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. 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 John John Mechie and stuff like that. Like I I I, I think he's I think I have him as a better player than those guys. Right. But yeah. So, so that's where, he, where where he kind of falls in.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: At least on my board. But um, any other of these guys you wanna you you wanna touch on?
1: Uh, I think we fucking gave the gauntlet man like on most of these guys i can't no yeah one, no i one's I, coming to mind. I guess the
0: only guy whose name didn't come out of our mouths if we're talking about slow guys for a second is um i think four or five being declared as slow for traylon burks i think is hilarious funny.
1: hilarious because <laughs> he's
0: also t- he's two david bells in the fact I, that he runs
1: i told to you s- that like his, they knocked him because people, he didn't do as well as people wanted him to do at the combine. That's why he's getting yeah. knocked right now. Because he wasn't DK
0: Metcalf, and it's
1: like people people are knocking him because he didn't like. He still had a great combine, in my opinion. Like he did, and he's also he's like fifteen pounds heavier than yeah. every single one of those dudes. Like, he has dude. He has the shit we talk about, dude. Like he has the frame. I mean, you, you remember? Mm-hmm. You remember? I think it was last year when I went on that ramp where like. Yeah, I just look at CD Lamb uh, or two years ago, and I'm like, mm. yeah, CD Lamb has an NFL frame. He'll fill out like you could just and Trailham. Yeah, Burks is already filled. Like mm. he, he he's he's a,
0: he's an XL uh, CD Lamb. I yeah, mean,
1: he, yeah, he, he is what he is. Correct,
0: because like. If you look around the league and you look at these elite receivers, it, it, it kind of is like one A and one B yeah. as far as like the same frame. Of it's how like built, either one hundred percent six one one ninety or you are six three two ten, and it's like like those are the two shapes, those are the two sizes, that, right? Yeah, that, that they come in, man. Uh, it, you can go like oh Jalen Waddles, and those guys are weird outliers. There is not like a class of receivers no. built like that. He's his own thing. So mm-hmm. I am not saying he's a perfect prospect. I understand why he got kind of. Leapfrogged by by you know Drake London and Garrett and Garrett Wilson and stuff, but at the same time like just to, I I hate that he's slow and I I really really hate the mocks putting him to Dallas. It makes me want to throw I up that. in my mouth and other Fuck people's mouths that, like it's and, and if he's there he will go there because he's a Razorback and fucking. Crip keeper. He can't on that shit, he yeah, you can't pass all that. That's just Alma mater. He cannot pass that shit up, man. No fucking way. So NFL, dear NFL.
1: Draft him for gets there, for God. As fuck. a fan.
0: Anyone. I don't even give a shit. Just get in front of Dallas so that we don't have to like see one of my favorite players in this draft go to some place that I deeply hate. And <laughs> and that is just run in the weirdest, dumb, backwards, Death Star way that you could possibly run a fucking organization. I'm
1: excited, oh, man. man. We're we you know, we're coming up. We're coming to it, up to <laughs> it, man. And we're gonna. Just the receivers are just fun right now, man. Just the landing spots and and the value of who goes in front of who. It's gonna be a hell of a time, dude. I
0: I haven't seen a draft like this with wide receivers because every single one is a, has a different silhouette. Like there's yeah. there's there's like one elite version of every sort of shape Field, yeah. of a wide yeah. receiver and but 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 some there's only one of them <laughs> Like there's only one drake london mm-hmm. like, like you, you got to get that mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. But, but there's you know a, a couple small fast guys there's a couple like tweener guys like so it it's going to be interesting man like i'm i'm excited i think god that second round is going to be fun there is going to oh, be a God lot yeah. of noise yeah. in that second round,
1: man. I mean, the, the other thing, you know, we're getting really excited and hyped on, on this class, obviously. But there's one thing mm-hmm. we do need to, like, slow down on and, and make sure that we're making it abundantly clear. The, yeah. There is no Jamar Chase in this class. Like, No, the,
0: no there, the, there is not that kind of level well, prospect. Absolutely not. No, th- this is... It, it, this guy didn't pan out, but just as far as talking like level of prospect, this is like a Corey Davis draft. There you go. Like yes, yeah. like, like, like that is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, like that is the kind of draft we're looking at. Very, very this good. is not. There's no Justin Jefferson. There's no Jamar Chase. No. Like there's no. yeah, yeah. There's there's not that kind. And of that's Corey
1: okay draft. though, because there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of potential Mike Williams type value like, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: And also, the reason that we give a shit about Jamar Chase is like it happens once every seven years. So, like you know, like that—that's exactly why those players are special. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Outside a wide receiver, I know we kind of did this last year, and I picked JC Horn. Do you have like one player that you have like kind of circled? That's like that's my unicorn. That's my that's my booby. Where I'm like super interested in him from here on out. Like like your your draft crush? Like, do you have a draft crush from this from this class?
1: Like I said, I haven't done too like the most extensive research on defense, and you know Mm -hmm. how I am with offensive line and whatnot. Uh, Mm -hmm. So there hasn't been a guy that I've really There's a guy that I would call interesting on where he lands. I think it's Aiden Hutchinson, just because like in my view, he has like he should be the number one pick probably, especially because of the position Mm -hmm. he plays and how good he is at like edge is that important to where and i think it's him and then there's you know some space so Mm -hmm. i I don't want to call him like my crush or anything but like i just want him to get his props i guess if that's Mm. fair
0: so before i give you my crush you open the door for a rant that i've been waiting for like three weeks for someone to open the door (laughs) for me on so um i love Aiden Hutchison. he's gonna he's gonna be an all pro level player in this league i think he's really good um cave is the best player in this draft and I am really, really confused and irritated by like the conversation around him. He, he is a high value player at a high value position. Mm-hmm. Was a guy that was been pumped for two years. Like everyone, get ready so that you can be the top of the draft to, to take Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in a few months, he comes out and goes, "Hey." I like to do entrepreneurial shit and business interests me Buy my NFTs. And everyone's like, Oh fuck this guy. I'm just going to throw out those two years of scouting, which is my job. Yeah. And when I said that he was one of the best players in this draft and now he's going to fuck you. I, I, I seriously, what the fuck are you doing with that position that you're like, just turning your nose up at this and throwing out all this work yeah, and everything. Yeah. It, I think college scouting over the past like two and a half years has been harder than it's ever been because college football has been a complete mess. It's been full of COVID shit. Okay. It's been full of corruption. It's been full of you know, a shakeup in how players are compensated and paid and incentivized to play. And this guy has done nothing but be consistent through that entire time and Fair. be an elite player. And then all of a sudden, he comes out and he goes, oh, well, he doesn't just only do football. Like he has other space than his brain to be a complete well-rounded human. Fuck this guy. That sounds hard to coach. He's uncoachable. No, you're just fucking scared that you can't coach someone that doesn't just walk around like a robot and does football stuff for you. Dude,
1: everything you're saying is completely fair, but I'm going to play devil's advocate for the sake of conversation. Like just Mm -hmm. because this hits home with obviously, you know, somebody that my organization has dealt with the same type where it's like, oh, is his head all the way in football? It's actually happened twice Mm -hmm. if you think about it. It's happened with Kyler Murray and dipshit that was drafted before him. But, it, it, I think it could be a little smoke and mirror type thing too, based on history. What we've seen, it's like, oh, let's mm-hmm. give a reason to like kind of down this guy's value. That's always a possibility. But if you know, but if it is true, and that's the reason why he's he's kind of, I don't even want to say falling down draft boards. because He's still going to mm-hmm. be what a top three pick. I mean.
0: But see, that's the part that concerns me. Like, if he's a top three pick, it's like fine. Okay. Whatever. Like, yeah, that's yeah. proper value. Like, he was. But you're afraid flavor. that it, yeah. it may not happen. I'm, aff- I'm, I'm like afraid he's going to be like eight, nine, 10. Like, that's completely fucking inexcusable for me. Like, honestly, like, if he gets past four, I think it's it's silly. Because it, if you're the Jets and you've spent coming up on two decades now not having any pass rush, and like you have Kayvon fucking Thibodeau gifted to you on draft day, and you go, nah.
1: I then you, yeah. I'm not gonna Don't argue I mean I went on I just yeah. went on record and said Aiden Hutchinson's mm. better, but I mean you may be right. Yeah. I think I think for me I just kinda was like, Man, Aiden Hutchinson's fucking like six eight no, he's six seven, six six, six seven. I think he's six seven and two sixty. <laughs> like he's fucking massive and Oh, and he he's he's great. Yeah yeah yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know you're not I know you're not taking anything away from him and I'm not taking yeah, I'm not taking anything away from Thibodeau either. But yeah it, I just back to your point, if that's the reason like why if, if somebody like got paid to scout edge rushers, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I'll take this guy because of everything you just said. Good Lord, is that lazy work? Like, holy fuck, that's terrible. It, 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 it's so dumb. It, it, it's like he...
0: I don't remember the last time where I've seen, like, the Discord, to use a term that is it makes my eyes roll, but, like, has overthought something so hard. Mm-hmm. And I think... We say see, see this occasionally. I don't know if it's if it's because talking about the draft has become such an industry that you like just have to find shit to
1: talk it about. It is, and that's, that's kind of why I went on my devil's advocate rant is because that's, that's yeah. always a possibility, man. It's always a mm-hmm. fucking possibility.
0: I, you know, he could he could go in the top. You know, Houston could take him, which I think they should absolutely if he's there. Uh, and then it's just like okay, that makes sense. That's fine. But like, if the Jets get him at ten or Seattle gets him.
1: It's like, oh god, that's that's so so fucking stupid, man. Just because it's so stupid. Everything you said, man. There is there mm-hmm. is one guy that I or that's next on my list to to mm-hmm. do some research on, and I haven't I've done minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to do more mm-hmm. because he's, I guess, what people have declared the consensus best corner in the draft, mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner. So, I what do you got on him? I. I, I, I well,
0: as a guy who loved J.C. Horn last year, it's like that is exactly my flavor of player awesome. this big, long, physical awesome. guy. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think he's a stud. Okay. Um, I, I, I think I, – I, I think – so I will say as much as I love J.C. Horn last year, Patrick Sertan was, was better. a better, was better. prospect yeah. and should have gone ahead of him. Correct. I have a hard time saying this because I've seen Patrick Sertan Jr. now play in the league now, so like it's so hard to separate that. I, I think Sauce Gardner's probably a little bit better prospect. I knew that's what you were than, about to say, man. Wow. Th- than Sertan, because but, but it's so hard because we've seen Sertan play yeah, in the league yeah. and we know he's really yeah, good. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 I just think that that Sauce is probably a little better. Damn. Um, I think Sauce is kind of more interesting to talk about when compared to Derek Stingley, who's another dude Mm -hmm. that, like, I really want to go on a you're overthinking him rant as well. Because when we saw it last time we saw him play football, he was maybe the best cornerback prospect we've ever seen. And it was on one of the best college football teams we've ever seen. Mm Um and then they threw the same thing out. I'm like, I don't know how much everybody loves football. I'm like, motherfucker. God, that shit
1: gets... All,
0: all that shit that I just said about how college football was a big old pile of junk for three years yeah. that you had to sift through yeah. was times 10 specifically for LSU, which was a bigger mess than anywhere else in the world. And of all the dudes that didn't love football there, the guy who was running the program was probably number one of them. <laughs> but... At- the only difference is, and the reason that I, I kind of have to back off that with him is there's again medical shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're like feet are hard because you have to stand on them all the time. So if your foot is fucked up, it's kind of be hard to heal. And as a cornerback, you, I mean, as offensive lineman, you can kind of,
1: yeah. I mean, have I, a peg leg at least yeah, not, a little bit. Yeah, but at least it's yeah. not three hundred pounds too. Mm-hmm. You know what that's I mean? true.
0: That's true. But it, so I I can. If you are discounting Derek Stingley because he has medical concerns that you buy into. You can into, get behind that. Cool. Yeah, you can get behind. Yes. That. If you're discounting him because you have like football concerns or character concerns about him, I will direct you to my cave on Thibodeau rant <laughs> from fucking four minutes ago. Um, so of those two, like it's, I think sauce is, is a better player because they're close talent wise and he's healthy. Got it. Got and it, got that's it. different. Um, However, you're gonna have to take sauce
1: like early, 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 four to yeah. seven. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You, I've seen Stingley all the way back at twelve, and goddamn, do I love that!
1: Ooh, yeah. I mean, I, that's I, that's further back than JC Horn. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that's yeah, that's the thing. I I also saw one <laughs> one guy was mocking. I think it was one of the guys that um, Mina, Mina Kimes had on. I, I can't remember where exactly I heard it, but. He's like, if you're the Jets, just take Sauce at four and Stingley at ten and then never worry about that position for ten years. <laughs> like, and I'm like, that's, that's actually super interesting, man. I would kind of like to see NFL teams do that, yeah. specifically one that I root for this year with wide receiver. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that's, I mean, we saw we, what Carolina did where they took all defensive players. Like, I, I think some teams are more willing to do stuff like that, yeah. but it would be kind of interesting to see it done and see it work
1: does the the problem that you were talking about earlier as far as paydays does that does that kind of weigh into that type of uh, philosophy at all you think
0: yeah i mean i, I think from when be... i was talking about that i think that's more like the volume of picks that you were doing it with for sure i yeah i i think if you're going to stay there and take good picks that you should just take the
1: best Yeah, I mean, if you sort yourself out in the back, if you have the picks, what does it matter what the position is? You got to pay good players. Mm -hmm. But I guess what made me ask that question is because if you're the Patriots, Mm -hmm. you just don't pay either of them anyway. So
0: yeah, but then you go out and you pay some fucking Nelson Aguilar all this money, but you don't pay your in-house guy. I I, don't ask me to explain that move. I have never, I have not understood anything that front office has done in almost two decades. So like I,
1: yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Other than getting like paying the. Bare minimum toll to get Randy Moss. Nothing else they've done has made any sense. Which was like, more than a
1: luxury. I mean, he literally
0: yeah. was. That was the NFL's fault. That yeah, was, I, I'm not. I'm not going to give New England credit. No. That was the NFL's fault for letting that happen. Because right. that was specifically the Packers' fault. Who were in that conversation and said, "Ooh, I can't go higher in the fourth. That's not going to do it. Fuck, that's." Crazy you, bro,
1: crazy crazy. Ted crazy.
0: Thompson. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't draft him, so fuck this. Get that out of here. <laughs> well, No, what was that? Was that make sure? No, that was Ted Thompson. That was Ted Thompson. Sounds
1: here. like it was Ted Thompson. So, man. That's
0: a very Ted Thompson exactly. thing. Real quick before we move off, I guess. Okay. on the draft. I didn't get to say my draft crush. Oh right, right. I've, I, I, I've brought up and gone on many rants already before. uh Jordan Davis needs to go way higher than he's getting drafted. All right, uh, getting mocked too. Um, he needs to be like a top 12 player. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I I think there's, like I said, these sort of interior defensive forces, uh, really don't come around. They come around like every seven years or so. Mm -hmm. So if you have opportunity to get them, you should get them, especially when like, there's like questionable value kind of going up and down through all the tiers of this draft. Uh, Take a swing on the big on the guy who's going to pay off big, even if he's not a position of value. Same thing could be said for Kyle Hamilton. It's like that's not a position of value, but he is such a total and utter freak at his position that like you have an advantage at you know. And, and we've kind of seen players like Isaiah Simmons and stuff come out yeah. the past couple yeah. years where it's like, wow, that guy's profile is ridiculous. Kyle Hamilton and Jordan Davis are, I think, a little different from that because they're not like positionless the way those guys were like they're very much stuck like he Kyle Hamilton is a safety Jordan Davis is a nose tackle but they're built different freakish versions of that they're not guys Mm. where it's like oh I have to figure out what the fuck to do with these guys which for the record play them like like just put them at a position and make them play there don't overthink it because like that's why you guys have gotten no value out of isaiah simmons it, because you it, don't you don't play him because you don't know what to do with him just play my linebacker just play him there
1: we, <laughs> like, we, we played isaiah simmons more this year and then we gave zavin collins the isaiah simmons treatment like i don't know why we we draft him at in the first round and then wait a year to like give him reins. um i think i think what it is is that our organization in particular is like oh we're good or they you know we think we're good, and then they're like we can't afford these mistakes with these guys on the field, so we're just gonna play it safe. I was like, no, those guys are what make you good. Like that's why you we thought we were good. You know,
0: you draft special athletes so that yeah. you're special. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I I I I think those. I guess now I said Kyle Hamilton, Those are kind of my two crushes. Okay. Uh, uh, Kyle Hamilton is um kind of a crush for me just because he's like very rarely do you like get answers to weird barstool hypotheticals that you have where it's like man what if calvin john what they put calvin johnson on defense how weird would that be where you like take his catch radius and put him in in defensive back like well now we get to see what that looks like like that's it's so that is just interesting to me as a football fan so like i think that's why i'm kind of a, a fan of those those two guys like they're just very unique players i look forward to seeing how they work in the league i like it mm-hmm.
1: all right man that's enough football right. man we, we, yeah we have to get
0: something fucking stupid yeah, what, to talk what can about
1: we Talk about, man. i got nothing dude it's been boring uh here lately
0: well dude like i, I have been i've been so exhausted lately because it feels like i wake up and then i just sprint until i go to bed <laughs> so like i i i don't have much stuff to talk about because i get up i go to work and like my bathroom after eight months of fucking around is finally, like, done. Good, good. But now I have to, like... So I've been painting. So I'll mm-hmm. show up, and I'll just, like... <gasps> painting is, like, the most sneaky, exhausting I thing you can do, and you, I, hate I hate it so much. And it always looks like shit. If you're not professional, a professional painter, look good. it always looks bad. It
1: never looks good. Ever. You do
0: all this, like... I I taped everything, Absolutely. and then I pulled the tape down. It's like, oh, the capillary action has pulled everything under the tape, yep. and it was a giant waste of my fucking time. Yep. And it's
1: like, <laughs> I, I suck. Like, I guess I'm just really bad at painting. I don't know, man, but I <laughs> suck at it.
0: Yeah, I, it always looks like trash. Absolutely. In, yeah. So that is a return to the famous uh, hot boy segment of complaining about owning a home uh which we we definitely do a lot big time, on this show big time. but i didn't I didn't even get to fight a crackhead like you did to complain about you know like, like you know my home issues. I, I
1: defended my home with violence, you know <laughs> you're talking about painting,
0: yeah I fought a vicious crackhead, and he tore my shirt and then I punched him, and it was <laughs> it was essentially two buccaneers fighting on a sinking pirate ship. <laughs>
1: I love that we've enshrined all the equipment involved in the uh, debacle. Like, the shirt is a staple now. Mm -hmm. The nightstand is legendary.
0: We haven't told the story yet, and we're not going to, but, like... I didn't exaggerate anything I just said. Clark fought a crackhead in his house. Someday. Well... I'll, I'll tell listeners what, if we average over 100 listeners we will tell a that show story. for three weeks, we will tell the story. Yep, if
1: we average 100 listeners for three straight weeks, we will, we will unveil the uh, the swashbuckler. The Voldemort story, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, sounds, but, that sounds like a fair deal.
0: Yeah. So that's going to be exciting. I can't wait for that.
1: Hopefully <laughs> we get to tell the story one day, man. That's the goal.
0: Yeah, no. I, I anytime we can talk shit on that guy. That's, oh, that's, absolutely. That's I, I enjoy
1: every every minute of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's nothing but deserved. Like, how many fucking opportunities can you give one man, and then
0: to to fight you in in your house? <laughs>
1: no, no. Like oh. to just like live a good life, like.
0: Oh, I, I thought it was <laughs> like one of those situations where it's like, man, I need this guy to fight me. Like, he's walking around the house. It's just like, I mean, he's
1: knocked the plate out of his hand. It's like, giving you an opportunity to fight me, man. I just knocked the plate I'll out of your hand.
0: hand. Oh, doesn't that just make you so angry? It's like, <laughs> well, no, it's a peanut butter sandwich. It's, I can just pick it up. It's structural integrity. I'm remains. the bad guy in the story. Yeah, though. man. Like, well, I, I think you are, you're just bullying him until until
1: he finally fights you. <laughs> Come on, Fuzzy
0: and you finally slap the crack pipe out of his mouth and then it's on that him. was it
1: that was the last straw. Yep. no i was mm-hmm. inferring about like how all of us basically were like trying to help with different ways you know either through yeah. jobs or like you know mentor or just mm-hmm. anything like anything
0: dude i I've, I've been thinking actually like take the show to kind of strangely heavy place i have been thinking about that exact thing a lot lately um squandering opportunity? Speci- what do
1: you what do
0: you mean well no talking about like this people who use you, you cannot help right right just for like if it's just for like like any reason of some of it's like exist. stuff with friends but like like part of it is like very specifically like what like you and i do for a living i knew you were healthcare. going there yeah we've seen yeah mm-hmm. well it, it's something very specific too because i actually like i i'm not really bothered by like like drunks and no, like drug addicts as much so in our job just now, because yeah. well well it's also like I just I just have a different view on that too or like like we've said before some people like are legitimately burdened by you know by that disease right. and some people are just assholes and that's the weapon they use. <laughs> exactly. The, exactly. The, yeah, which is what Voldemort was. He was just an asshole and used drug addiction as a, a weapon against the people around Correct. him. But specifically like non compliant diabetics are like something that like I like it's it's like and diabetes is a weird disease too like it can it can sometimes be hard to get your hands on but people who like have diabetes and actively and it's
1: like, fuck themselves up more
0: yeah because like doctor's like hey you you have you have this disease you need to do x y and z to do it and they're like pass right it, it's it, the it, only it, disease it, like
1: <laughs> like it because usually when you <clears> have a severe disease like it's harder to turn around than diabetes if that makes sense like yeah. literally all you have to do is like three things like don't consume mm-hmm. fucking uh melted cheese at all hours of the day <laughs> yeah. like take your medication and, take your medication and, fucking and step on a, your diet. step on a treadmill yeah. like that's it yeah
0: yeah and, and people are just like i refuse to engage any this of that shit acceptance. i'm not doing any of that yeah. shit dude yeah and, and it's like they'll come it's like hey my foot rotted off since the last time i saw you it's like <laughs> cool let's do this again i guess it's how on my table take the picture it's like
1: i mean there's other diseases that like you know people with like shot liver, uh, livers pancreatitis and shit because of alcohol mm-hmm. like i put all mm-hmm. that shit in the same boat dude it's like all yep. you have to do is not drink that's all we're just telling you don't drink alcohol because you mm-hmm. you've definitely had your fill you know what i mean now it's time to like not do it
0: well and i think that's like a big failure like because so much of our yeah, our patient load comes to the ER yeah. where it's like, I'm going to take another x-ray of this person's chest because they're having chest pains because they have anxiety and they've been here for four straight days right. with the same thing. Right. At some point as a doctor, do you go, I, you need to follow up and get treatment for your anxiety or do you just keep like, oh, you're not having a heart attack, go home. And it's like, <laughs> like it, it, at some point you have to like roll like, what's actually wrong with this person and do what you're doing? No, you, them. Not, when it, well, not, yeah. well, not
1: when it's an emergency room or an emergency department philosophy. Like, the way the emergency department works is what are you here yeah, for? Yeah, make sure you're not dying at yeah. home. Yeah, what yep, are yep. you here for? Mm. I don't care about all the under underlying shit. What is your primary concern for stepping in this fucking door today? Like, mm. what is it? Cool, we're going to take care of that. And by take care of that, I mean take a picture of you mm. and then send you home.
0: So, I'm... Um, to lighten it up, I'll tell this story. When I was back at the VA and I was working third shift, I went down to take this chest X-ray. And uh, the doctor was like, like, let me sneak in before we get the chest X-ray. And I can hear, listen to him talking to the patient. And this is the VA, mind you. So <laughs> it's, it's just character city. Um, so he goes, hey, I, I'm Dr. S- what, what's, what's my nuts? Uh, what, what brings you in to see me today? He's like, well... My CPAP machine is broken, so I need to be admitted so that I can use your CPAP machine and I can go to sleep. And the doctor goes, what? He's like, yeah, my CPAP machine is broken, so I need to be admitted so I can actually sleep here. And the doctor goes, I've been doing medicine for 30 years, and that's the stupidest reason I've ever heard anyone come into the ER for. This guy right here is going to take your chest X-ray, and then I'm going to send you home. (laughs) And I came in, I took the chest x-ray. And he had something the wrong doctor, with him, didn't he? The doctor looks at his chest and goes, fuck, I have to admit him. Because like, he was just like, his lungs were, were fucked up. Um, it was because he was, smokes crack. Because like, he, right. he was one of those guys that like, he shows, he gets his, you know, benefits money. I, and this is not me commenting on the system. It's this guy specifically. Um, would get his benefits money and he would smoke it up. Immediately. And then... Yeah. When he was out of that money, he would check himself in the hospital and sleep until the, the check, until he got his next check, check. check. Yeah, again, not commenting on that system. This guy specifically did that, <laughs> and um, so we we'd see him all the fucking time. But like th- that doctor was so mad. Like, it's it's like the maddest I've seen someone on the clock in a hospital before.
1: Just <laughs> and, mad that there was something wrong with a patient. Like, <laughs> well,
0: and and just like it, it's such a colossal eat shit where it's just like it's like. I, I posture in front of this guy. Told this guy what's what. It's about time and someone in this guy's life. And you told can't up. Stand by it's like it, man. fuck. I can't fall yep. through with it because I actually have to save this guy's life right. because he's just fried his lungs with crack smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I saw that dude later that day because I went I, I went through the the ICU to do the rounds in the morning and that dude was passed the fuck out and he was like upside down on his bed and like it's like his feet was on his pillow and like his head was taken off the edge of the bed. And I'm he's like, hibernating. for no like one Two else, weeks, dude. It, and the fucking ICU, ICU, we're in an ICU, and this dude is sleeping, like he's like he's passed out on he's, a Buddy's couch. He's the man. only it's guy like, that's
1: like not got a vent on, or like yeah, that's halfway like, out the door.
0: ICU is a fucking somber oh, place if you've ever been in horrible. one. It's, it's 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 a bleak, bleak. Like the lights are low. It's deathly quiet. Like it's it, it's a weird place to be. And this guy is upside fucking <laughs> down on this bed, just like feet in the air, kicking, catching like some it was east. And happen to like wake him up at like four thirty in the morning, turn him around, take another chest <laughs>
1: X-ray, album. flip him upside down, take another picture of him.
0: And that's the thing when you work in healthcare. Anytime you have one of those patients, your shift will begin to like rotate around them mm-hmm. like you will just keep like everything you do will be start and finish with that around guy. that patient yep. will start and finish that guy like it it never fails no. anytime you have one of those guys there like they they will they will become the black hole of, of your shit.
1: well what's wrong with me doc well you got all this crack smoke in your lungs here it's, yeah, it's, it's really it's, this is all
0: bad all this is bad
1: oh <laughs> man
0: that's the funny. That's the funniest thing that's ever happened in the ICU. The second funniest thing that's ever happened in that ICU is when that student hit me with a portable machine, <laughs>
1: a portable X-ray machine. It almost ripped your Achilles like a band aid.
0: I'm not going to describe what a portable X-ray machine looks like. It's a heavy piece of equipment that has a little cliff exactly at Achilles' height. Oh, perfect! Specifically for designed it. to clip people and knock them over. um and uh, we were passing through the ICU on the way to a different department to use it. Um, a student hit me. I released a loud screaming sound. A squeal. As does oh, when a large a squeal. Yes, very loud squeal. Which I will, in my defense, is something that happens when a large piece of equipment clips your Achilles tendon to anyone. And I fell in the middle of an ICU. And my good friend Clark, who was working that shift with me, also fell in the ICU because he was laughing so hard. Again... I remember, a somber place, squealing man, laughing man, <laughs> <laughs> completely ridiculous scene. I always <laughs> for like, a hospital.
1: All, all the stories we tell are usually just me laughing, and like I always try at something uh, happening to yeah, me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Usually at your expense, and it was always at the most inappropriate places and times. Like because
0: everything in a hospital is inappropriate except for hospital <laughs> shit. But it's also where people work Right. and people need to laugh and to vent, and so like for sure. Again, anyone listening to this that works in healthcare like understands like like, like you need these weird moments to sort of nuts. pull you you'll up. Absolutely yeah, especially over the past two years, man. Like the past two years have just been been, been so bleak uh, to work in that. Like you need someone to get their Achilles tore off their bones sometimes. <laughs> as, bad the as it sounds, the shit, it's fucking true yeah. yeah, shit picks you up sometimes. I know we tell a lot of VA stories on this show. We've been doing the show for two years, and I feel like we at least have one per episode. I want to confirm to everyone listening, we're not even close no. to the bottom of the bag.
1: <laughs> not even close, man. The amount of like, stories are bottomless, like fucking Red Robin french fries, man. They're, they are never-ending. Yeah.
0: The, the the goofy the goofy shit of being in the military combined with the goofy shit of, of working in healthcare was I, I will sometimes just sit and think about it, I'm like how the fuck was any of that real
1: right like it, right.
0: It, it now that you're when you're in the military like you it just becomes what you do every day and like you kind of just like accept it accept it and follow it and you get out of the military and you're around like civilians and like jobs. And you go, what the fuck were we doing for two years, man? Like the, or for, excuse me, four years. Like That was just completely wild, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was fun. Uh, join us next week, and hopefully we'll have a higher count of uh, Hot Boys. Pete is uh, fighting crime, uh, out doing all things he is always doing except uh, being here. And Cody's sick. So everyone get on Twitter and tell Cody to uh, get better or to man up or whatever. Call him pussy. Get on the internet and call another grown man a pussy. I know you guys can do that. I know you guys have it in you. I believe in you. Alright, so do that until next week. uh, And also, stay hot out there, boys and girls.
1: Peace.
0: See you next time.